Welcome to another episode of NY Just Fans Podcast with hosts Davin Sharman and Chris. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast. As finally, the season is here. Thursday, we got the Round Chiefs and the Texans. Yes. <laughs> and, and then sure. Sunday, we got the Jets playing and we got all of our football games. Um, we didn't think it was going to happen, but we're very excited. Um, so let's let's get started. Uh, before we talk about our 53-man roster, uh, Charmin, uh, Joe Douglas, very heated <laughs> in his latest interview. Can you give us more more details on why he was heated? No, I think I think I think what's going on is the talk about the Jets being basically uh, there was talk somewhere um, in the off season about the Jets punting on the season because of certain moves they made. Um, um, you know, the talk about the wide receiver group, which. It, on the on the face of it, makes you know. I mean, th- this is this is not all wrong by some of the writers saying that you know that these guys are not household names and they they never they've never really done anything anywhere else, you know. And and uh, I think Joe Douglas and the Jets, uh, I think especially Joe Douglas wanted to you know make it known that he has put a lot of work into this roster. And he believes in all those guys. He wants not only the guys to believe, to understand that, but everybody else to know that. Now, does that does that equal to the Jets going ten and six? I mean, come on, <laughs> you know. I mean, you could believe whatever the hell you want; it doesn't matter, you know. But the fact that he's a fiery guy like that, you know, being an uh, 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 an offensive lineman in his past and stuff like that, you know, that's the kind of emotion, and that's the kind of guy, you know, that's. I think that's why a lot of Jets fans are, uh, are excited to have him as an as a GM. You know, so um, I will I will tell you one thing. I think there is an underlying thing theme to a lot of the players that he has brought to the Jets. They're quiet, hardworking people that really don't talk that much. So there's no there's no real bluster to what they do. So there's so until the the you know until the games start you won't really see the mark of them so uh especially as a collective together so i think i think they i think you know the the next couple of weeks we'll we're really going to be able to know how real this whole joe, uh joe douglas culture thing is it's because if this thing is a real thing man this is what we've been waiting for for the past decade or so <laughs> as jets fans so um but yeah, he was he was talking about that. He was talking about the the fact that you know um, about the fifty three man roster and, and the fact that you know the um, problems at wide receiver. But he thinks that they have all the answers in house. So um, we're all looking forward to that. Yeah, I, you know what? I think the the media is gonna they're always gonna ask those those kind of questions. They're also they're always gonna say, hey, you know, your team doesn't look good on paper. You know, all this kind of stuff. So. I, I get the media side from it. The fans, some of the fans, I mean, some of the fans know, all right, listen, it is what it is, right? I mean, this is, got to remember, this is basically Joe Douglas's first off season with the team. And he's yep. got to basically rebuild this team uh, from Mac's mess because Mac left him a total mess, bad draft picks, you know, bad draft classes the last few years, bad free agent signings. And now he's left with this. Right. So basically in one year or a year and a half, he's turned over the roster already more than 50 percent of new players. Mm. Right. 
that just shows you in, in more than a year, that shows you what Mac left this team in. I mean, he left him in a total mess. So I don't want to say it's a total rebuild, but it's pretty close to it. And when teams do rebuilds, it takes more than one year, one off season. So in one off season, he rebuilt the offensive line, you know, and we're all crossing our fingers that these guys hold up and we don't get the injuries like we had last year. Um, and so far it looks good in camp, but you know, no preseason games. So we have no idea how any of this is going to work out, but um, for the most part, he rebuilt the offensive line. Yeah. The receivers, we still got major holes there. He plugged in what he could. There wasn't really much out there to improve the wide receiver anyway. And, you know, people were getting on him about not picking up Clowney, you know, Oh, we could have gave him a second round pick or whatever it was. Yeah, we could have, but what is that going to do? Bring him in for one year. We couldn't re-sign him for a long-term deal. So basically he's a rental. And you got to cross before, your fingers that we could we could resign him at the end of the year. And before you move on, I just want to make a point. <laughs> what has gotten the Jets into so much issues with 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 players and and building rosters is getting those guys in. You know, the, yeah. getting those guys that are splash moves. What let us let let us allow Joe Douglas to make tangible efforts in the in the time period that he's the GM that will affect the Jets 20 years to come instead of just doing things that's just going to help for one year the Jets don't need an help for one year they need help for a foreseeable future they want the Jets we want the Jets to be a formidable force in the next for the next 20 years not just one year, and then we're we're at on our be- knees begging for <laughs> you know maybe we're gonna get five wins again the the year after. So so I agree. I totally agree with what you just said, man. You know, and and just think about what you compare us with the with the team that traded for Ngakwe, the Vikings. The Vikings with Ngakwe, <laughs> that one player could put them over the top, you know, to get them into the Super Bowl. It could, yep. you know, he's that. They're at that point as a team. We're not at that point where one player is going to make He's that big of a difference. Right? Yes, hey, all right. We bring, a, we bring in Gakwe. Are we automatically going to win 10, 11 games and be a Super Bowl contender? No, we're not because of that one player. Yeah, our defense will obviously get a little better, but I don't know about how much better it will get better with him. You know? Hmm. So I, I just – listen, I, I think he's doing a great job. Let's give him more than one offseason to really – uh, contradict him or to, to really start grading him. So far, I think he's done a great job. But you know what? Let's see what his plan is. You know, he obviously has a plan in place, and he's working on it. But it's his first offseason. Last offseason, he didn't have free agency, and he didn't have the draft. Remember that. Yep. That was yep. all Max doing, okay? And trust me, we would not have Bell right now if that was it. Mosley, we might have, but there's no way – we would have signed Bell for that kind of money and that kind of contract last year with, with um, Douglas in, in charge. So Mac is like, here you go. There's the team. Yeah. Thanks. You gave me a five and 11 team that, you know, has uh, salary cap, not salary cap issues, but you know what? You got guys signed for too much money and, and all that. So I think he's doing a great job. Let's just have a little patience. I, we've been saying that for a long time. I know that. And it's a lot of wait till next year. But I think with next year's offseason, his second offseason, he doesn't have to worry about the offensive line, hopefully. 
the defense is, you know, going to be solid, but we're going to make that better. But maybe we'll get a, a big-time receiver. Maybe Mims works out. We don't know. Let's hope so. Uh, maybe Perryman works out. You know, he's had knee issues his whole career. Maybe he'll be better. He could stay healthy. Let's hope Herndon gives us a whole year. Um, you know, Vincent Smith, when he comes back, we'll see what he could do. You know, that's what this year is going to be about. The, just continue to build. You know, we play this year, we build. And then next year, let's see what happens. So, and, uh, and, 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 at, and at the heart of all this is the growth of Sam Donald, yes. which, which matters more than anything else. I think, I think if, if, Sam, if Sam Donald takes the, the, the couple steps or leap that we, we think he could, this is it. This is it. This is, the, this is what we've been waiting for forever because quarterbacks change whole organizations. You know, so if all of a sudden Sam Donald is is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, uh, the same old Jets thing goes out the window and you view the Jets in a different way because no defenses are not just coming into town saying, oh, yeah, it's the Jets again. No, you're going to get, you know, you're going to end up getting schooled if that's the attitude. So if you're taking Donald seriously as, like I said, a top 10 quarterback in the league, the Jets will change. And I think that's why tangible movements by the front office, especially by the GM, is what we need at this point. We're waiting on our quarterback to take the step that he's supposed to. And whilst waiting, infusing talent, young talent, to grow with him, you know, and that's what we're supposed to do. That's what the patience is about. The patience is not about, oh, let's see if we're going to win. The patience is about waiting to see what our heart and soul is going to turn into because if he is what we think he is, then everything will change. Uh, last but not least, I think it's ridiculous that uh, a certain certain writer will, will write that uh, Joe Douglas didn't have uh, was restricted on the salary cap, <laughs> which is very not true. And I just think is is it's horrible to try to try to make Joe you know try to make it seem like Joe Douglas don't have that. I think I think Joe Douglas did a real good job on his actual first off season. Um, got us some draft picks. Got us a first round pick. Got us another third round pick. We got five picks in the next in next year's draft. We can potentially trade for uh, a top tier player, or we could just get two two players. You know, or we could trade up and get a potential number three, like a top three or a top five pick. And you know, at the end of the day, I see change. You know, and I think that's I think that's why most Jets fans are are very calm and very happy because we haven't had. You know, some somebody that's actually know what the know what the hell they doing. So um, yeah, shout out to you, Joe Douglas. Uh, sorry you had to go through that, but you know things do happen. <laughs> it's the it, it's the way it is. <laughs> exactly. People want results uh, yesterday. <laughs> they don't care about um, tomorrow or today. They want to. They already want the results. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and also, but you know, it's crazy, Chris, because. You know, I think this, I think Joe Douglas, I think for him leaving out money just for a case if uh, things don't go right this season due to COVID and you need to really have that money for next year if a vaccine comes is, you know, it's, it's a smart plan, <laughs> you know, because it's because it's, it's teams that's under, that's over the cap <laughs> and now and they're going to be able to pay their players. They're going to have to might release some of them players. 
No, well, where, that's yeah, ridiculous. He's setting up. He's setting up the team in good salary cap position as well to make moves when other teams may not be able to make moves, and like you said, may have to mm. cut guys or may have to renegotiate contracts, and that becomes a mess and and all that kind right. of stuff. So, yeah, he's he's get, he's putting us in good position to get better, you know, in in every way, offensively, defensively, special teams, and in the salary cap wise too. You know, exactly. Yeah, I agree yep. to that 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about our 50. Uh, let's talk about the 53 man roster. We finally got our roster. Uh, and the cuts is do Chris, do any other cuts surprise you? Um, any player that, that has that was cut from the Jets surprise you? No, nah, I don't think anything was really surprising. I mean, the uh, the practice squad makes, I mean, with the with the extended practice squad. Some of the cuts that we send, like, oh, surprise, he got cut. But it made sense that they were signed right over to the uh, practice squad. So um, for us, I don't think there was many uh, surprises. I think everybody made the team we thought would make the team. Uh, the salary, the, the we call it the practice squad, looks okay. You know, um, we have the depth that we need in case with the wide receivers. I was a little surprised they kept, what, five quarterbacks? Yes. That's fair. It would be the only shock, I think. But um, other than that, I, I don't see many surprises. I don't know if you guys think that, but I didn't see many. I, I wasn't surprised at anything. Um, I think the the I think Twitter was ablaze at the fact that uh, the our backup center was cut. Um, Harrison, I, I and oh, he's so versatile and all this other stuff. I just don't understand how people talk about. Wait, wait, I take that back. I totally understand. It, it, the Jets are easy to pick on because you see teams around the league do the same thing and nobody would question why they do it. Mr. Harrison is a nice man. He's very respectful. Um, he carries himself in a, in, a, in a respectful manner. I have nothing against him. And I, hope, I wish that it, would, it wouldn't come to that. But unfortunately, he's just not good. He's not even, in my opinion good enough to be a backup center. People point out that, that for some reason, that, that, oh, when he started as a center, things started looking better for the Jets down the road, down the, you know, last year. But I look on the film, and all I could see is him on the ground almost every snap, every pass. Every time he had to pass set his feet, he got tangled, he ended up on his back, or uh, he got thrown off through. I mean, that guy was, he was getting thrown around like a sack of potatoes. Um, you, can't, you, can't have, you can't have a guy like that playing center for you. I'm sorry. You know, he, his technique was just that bad. And it just seemed like it wasn't improving at all. So what do you do? You bring in a, a, a kid named Josh Andrews. And if he shows you in camp that he's any way better than Harrison, even if you like Harrison as a guy, <clears throat> Because Joe Douglas himself said that was an uh, uh, in, uh, excruciating conversation to have because he likes the guy. I think he's a well-liked guy. But he does not fit what they do because he's, as a pass blocker, he, he's just atrocious, you know. So, in my opinion, they had to do what they had to do. So, I wasn't really surprised about that at all. Uh, I think so. I, I do want to give one shout-out to the uh... – to the undrafted kid that only that only made the uh yes. made the fifty three man roster, Bryce Huff. Yes, sir. Yep. Yes. 
the only undrafted one, yes, that made the that made the actual squad. So I just want to shout out him. He must have really worked hard, and I think Greg Williams liked what he saw out of him. So uh, hopefully, yeah, we get Gavin, to see the kid on the field. Yeah. Before we move on, move on from this subject, I wanted to make a couple points. Um, um, that um, Chris made the point about the five quarterbacks. The other thing that kind of stood out is the amount of um, edge players that end that end up with the Jets. Um, I think I think it's I think they have like five too. They're like really deep there. They have Harry Lange. They have the um, kid that they got from the Rams uh, a couple years ago. Forget his name. Uh, um, Basham and Jenkins, Luvu, and Huff. So they basically carrying more edge players than they did last year, this year. So they're basically taking a bunch of shots at trying to solidify the position. Even if, again, they're not household names, maybe one of them or two of them catch a fire and they give the Jets uh, the edge that they've been looking for for a while now. So, yeah, there's a, there's, there's a lot of things here um, on the 53 that kind of make a lot of sense. We've talked about the wide receivers with Perriman, Mims, and Crowder, Hogan. I think Hogan is going to start. Uh, probably Mims are going to be the backup, so it's going to be uh, Hogan, Perryman, and Crowder as the free as the first three, uh, with Barrios and 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 Mims backing up. Um, so we know what the tight ends are going to be. Um, as attacker, we have Beckton, Fant, Edoga, and McDermott, and uh, we have Lewis and uh, Van Roten, Clark, and McGovern playing inside. So. I think, like I said, I think Josh Josh Andrews is going to be the backup center for McGovern. So, yeah, that that's all that stuck out. I just think the the extra uh, edge rushes too, or or just the linemen, defensive linemen. I think that goes back to like how Philly does it. Philly loaded up the front line, you know, and they like to rotate guys in and out to have people fresh late in the game too. So that might have something to do with it too. They might he might want that kind of mentality, you know. Um, yeah, that make that makes sense. That definitely I, makes sense. Yeah, I still don't understand the five quarterbacks. I mean, maybe because of Flacco. Maybe when Flacco gets, uh, I know he's on the active roster, but you know what I mean. When he actually plays, when he actually suits up and is ready to go, maybe that's when they'll cut one of the quarterbacks. You know, maybe. They'll yeah, be- I think so. I would dump yeah, him. We've seen enough of him. I think <laughs> White had a pretty good camp. They said so. I would. Yes, keep- he <laughs> he did. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think the same way. I, I think you know, along the lines that uh, as soon as uh, Flacco is ready, it's game ready, I think uh, that will change. Uh, yeah, man, definitely. Uh, before we get into the NFL news and predictions, uh, the Bill, for our first game of the season, so it's the Bills – Versus the Jets, uh, Charmin, give us give us a preview and what do you think the Jets need to do to beat the Bills? Well, the the part about I think I think if you look if you're not a, a AFC East fan and you're not really paying attention to the Jets and the Bills, you would think that the Bills is as a couple rungs up the ladder higher than the Jets are. But if you remember the first game last year between the Bills and the Jets, the Jets had that game won. People forget that, mm-hmm. you know. So so I don't know. I mean, again, like I said, you know, people like to take their shots at the Jets, so on and so forth, and so on and so forth. But um, a preview in that game, I think, I think it comes down to one thing, in my opinion. Um, can, the Jets are a good run-stopping team. 
but they lost Jamal Adams, which was kind of a catalyst to what they do, not only in the past, but in, in, the, in the run. Who's going to step up to fill in his shoes? I mean, you're not going to be Jamal Adams, but at least adequately fill in so that the Jets don't become... The Jets was one of the best run-stopping teams in the league. You know, so you could force Josh Allen to throw the ball and is, is he, is he, has he grown as a passer enough to kind of dink and dunk the Jets enough to beat them? And, and is, is it true that our, our offense has taken a leap, you know, and then it's better now that we don't have to, we, the offense is, you know, years better than the defense and the offense could actually take over games because you're playing one of the better secondaries in the NFL, period. They're very scary in the, in the secondary. Two of the better corners in the league, and I think two of the better safeties that people are really not talking about uh, with, uh, what's his name, Hyde, and uh, I forget the other kid's name. But um, they're, 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 they're in, the DB, in the DB room. They're very set, man. They're, they're scary there. Um, so I think, I think the, key, the keys to the game will be can the Jets run the ball? And this is, this is again, goes right to what um, our GM has been talking about from the, day, from the day he walked in. You know, if the Jets could, could run the ball against the, against the Bills, have their safeties creep up, fill in the box to stop the run, and then Donald could take advantage of, you know, whatever he gets with the tight ends and the, um, and the wide receivers. But it's going to be a knockout, dragout game, in my opinion. Yeah, it's definitely going to be one of those good uh, AFC East battles. Um, I think Buffalo's got the edge. Obviously, to me, they, they got a more complete team. Um, and they picked up uh, the receiver from Minnesota. Diggs. Big, yeah. I, th- I thought that was a big, big get for them. Um, like you said, is Josh Allen going to be better? You know, is he going to be better than just this dink and dunk guy? I think you have to, on defense, you have to contain him because he could run. He yes. beats more with his legs than with his arm, even though his arm is very strong, but he's not that good of a passer yet, or at least that's what we've seen so far. But maybe this is the year he takes that, ne- that next step into more of a better passer, uh, more accurate passer. Um, so I agree with you. They got to try to get, try to get that run game going. Um, so that this where they could open up the pass game, you know, cause like you said, they definitely have the edge on defense too, with their corners against our receivers. Our receivers are not strong. Even if Perryman starts, uh, if Mims, I don't know if Mims is going to, I doubt if Mims is going to start, but even with these guys, I, you know, th- there's just not the strong weapons that you'd want on, on offense. So Gase has his, uh, his work cut out for him for sure um, against that defense. So I personally think Buffalo is going to win, but um, like, like Davin said last week, you know, that they've uh, the Jets have won the, the last two games in Buffalo. So maybe we could squeak out another win. You never know. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think the one thing that we're missing here, this is not a regular um first week in this in the NFL season where we've seen yeah, we um, don't know. <laughs> right there's a lot know. we don't know exactly right. and we've seen we've seen um um what the team looks like on the field and stuff like that there's going to be a ton of answers being uh uh questions being answered um 
in that week one is basically going to be the first time we're seeing these teams play together. So there's going to be a lot of answers there. Like I said, um, I think one of the biggest weaknesses of that defense, the Bills defense, is the fact that they they were pro- they were um, they were like uh, on the bottom rung. Well, not on the bottom rung, but they were um, I would say on the on the worst half of the league in stopping the run. So so that that's a place that you could attack them, you know. And I think I think I want to make a point that uh, we we're not talking on, enough. And I think I want to um, give a shout out to um, to our uh, guys at JetX Factor, uh, they had a, a um, call, um, Michael Nani had a, co- a column where he was talking about um, Connor McGovern. Guys, we suffered at center last year. You know, it was bad. I think one of the major issues of offensive line was never really getting as good as it should have been. Not that it was going to be that good, but you know, even if it was slightly below average, it would have been fine. It was last in the NFL. So I think Connor McGovern is one of the better centers in the NFL. I'm not saying he's top 10, but he's up there. But he's better, <laughs> you know, miles ahead than, than what we had last year. So I think that will give us a little bit more. Uh, uh, that will solidify things for us on the running game in the running game a little bit. So I'm looking forward to that. So what's so what's uh, so what's the score? I think uh, I think this is. Yeah, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Like I said, I, I think that's going to be a knockout, drag-out game. I think uh, teams, team, I, the the Bills do have uh, an edge, like like uh, like Chris was saying. But I think the edge that the Bills have is continuity. They they have the same players almost everywhere on their on their roster from last year, and they they run in the same system. So. So I think you'll see less mistakes by them. You'll see more of a smooth play by them. So I think that's going to be something uh, to look out for, especially in the first half. But I think the Jets are going to make it a game in the second half. So um, I think the Jets win, but I think it's going to be something where they like eke out a win. So I think it's going to be like a 14, 14 to 10 game or something like that, Jets. All right. I'm going to go a little bit the other way. I'm going to say the Bills are going to win. I'm going to say the Bills are going to win, uh, I'll say 23-14. This will be more of a defensive game. Um, I think the offensive line going to get – got to get used to each other, and I think they'll get it together in the second half. Uh, They'll they'll win by – they'll win by the last second. So I'm going to say 17 to 14, and I'm going to pick the Jets. All right, Davin. can I can I tin my score because that's the score I wanted? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you said fourteen ten, man. Well, yeah, okay. uh, Davin always has to go last because yeah, you know, because Davin's usually good at these picks. So no, it's, Davin it's picks one with like, oh no no, uh, I'll go with that one. <laughs> that score, check, that score is just perfect in my in my opinion. That's the perfect score. You know, yeah. I, like I, you know, but but yeah, I'll, I'll stick with what I said. But yeah, I like, I like what happens. I really do. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's all good, man. I'm about to say it's it's, it's <laughs> prediction time. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for three months. So yeah, <laughs> well, not even three, like almost a whole year. <laughs> so yeah, uh, let's let's go let's go to some NFL news. Oh, big payday for Deshaun Watson. Four years, 160 million extension. Lord Jesus. I did not expect them to get paid that much, but God bless them. Um, 
Chris, <laughs> did, did you expect a big signing from Watson? Uh, no, I don't think so. I wasn't really hearing anything. And he had like three years left on his con, you know, including this year. He's got the, the two plus. So I was not expecting. Oh, sorry about that. Um, I, I didn't hear anything about him getting a new contract. So, uh, but it is for a lot of money. I mean, the extension was two years, uh, what, 54 million it was, right? Something like that. That's, that's yeah. That's, I thought that was Hopkins. Oh, who are we talking about? I'm sorry. No, we're talking Sean about. Watson. You're talking Watson. about Deshaun Watson. Oh, the Watson <laughs> the one. Four, the four, yeah. four years, 160 mil. Yes, there you, there you go. <laughs> I'm getting my guys yeah. mixed up. The Watson one, yes. to me, I, I didn't hear about it, but it does make sense because I think we, we talked about it uh, last week or two weeks ago about will the Texans sign him, and I, and I was saying it would be a good move on their part because if the Texans have a bad year this year or, it's, you know, something that happens where it's bad coaching again, bad decisions – you know, then Deshaun, um, then he's going to think about it and say, you know, why am I here? You know, like, why? Maybe I'm going to move on from here. More doubt, um, what is I'm trying to get to, more doubt will creep into his head and he'll think, you know what, maybe this is not the right position for me and he'd want to move on. So I think giving him the, the extension now as soon as they, they did, very smart on their part in every, you know, not just for that, but financially, you know, you wait another year, just like, you know, we go back to the Dallas situation with Dak. Every year that they waited to extend this guy, it got more and more and more. You know, Deshaun's going to have another good year. You know, he's, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So he's going to have another good year, even without Hopkins. And, you know, maybe they're going to take a step back as a team, but he's still going to have a great year. So his price tag is just going to go up from here. So I think the Texans did a smart move signing him now get him locked in for at least the four-year extension. And then, you know, maybe down the road in another year or two, they'll sign him to another longer-term extension. But this was smart in every way to lock him down. Well, I, I will say that um, I, I agree with you that it was smart. But for me, it was smart. After you trade away his best weapon, uh, you better make him happy. Right. <laughs> you, don't have a, you don't have a choice but to make him happy. Right. Um, that's why a lot of people were questioning the move of uh, uh, letting letting uh, letting uh, Hopkins go. So um, so th- this is a massive deal, man. Uh, a four year, hundred and fifty six million dollar extension. Basically, that's what it is. Almost forty million dollars mm-hmm. annually, on a on a twenty seven million dollar uh, signing bonus. I mean, like Chris said, I totally agree with that. I agree that um, that they needed to move immediately. Um, I, I'm not surprised that they did sign him um, because in the wake of, uh, of, um, of the Kansas City quarterback signing, everybody's going to try to lock up their QBs before the, the, the market balloons to a point where you can't afford. So um, I agree. It was a smart move. Um, it doesn't surprise me at all because, like Chris said, one of the most electrifying talents in the NFL, man, on a Sunday, if the Jets are not playing, and he's playing. I'm, I'm watching. Most likely. Most definitely. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, he got his money. Congratulations. Um, finally, Bill O'Brien did something right. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, let's, as well, since, well, Chris, since you talked about Hopkins, let's talk about him, man, Keenan Allen. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's crazy because I was, I was so hyped for Keenan Allen to be a free agent, but the Chargers finally did something smart. Four years, eighty million extension, 
and Hopkins, two years, fifty-four million. Man, to like and 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 what's and do you know any more about uh, Hopkins deal? I think they said what you can't uh, trade him away or anything like that. Yeah, you can't. They he's basically untradeable, and they can't put the franchise tag on him too at the end. And to be honest, this was two years on top of what he had left. He had three years left, including this year. So this is going to take him till he's like 33 years old. So I think, and price-wise, when you look at it now, he's got five years, and it comes out to about 94 million left on his. Now that's basically what the total is: five years, 94, and he's got I think 42.7 guaranteed when he signs the contract. So that's almost half of it is fully guaranteed, not fully, but half, almost half is guaranteed, which is great mm-hmm. on his part too. So I think um, from, from that standpoint, I think it works great for both player and team. You know, the team gets them for under 20 million a year, basically, which is great, which I think is a steal for, you know, one of the premier wide receivers in the league. And Hopkins is getting paid a good amount of money and he's getting a lot up front guaranteed here, 42, you know, guaranteed at signing. And he knows he's not going anywhere for the next five years. And he knows at the end of this contract, they can't slap the franchise tag, which I don't know if that's good or bad. That might've been, you know, with the no trade, maybe that was the trade off for him or for the team. Like, all right, I want a no trade. Okay. But we're not going to put the franchise tag on you either. Because if you could put the franchise tag on this guy at 33, I don't know if text the, uh, I don't know if the, the Cardinals would do that anyway. You know, right. I mean, if you look at some of his numbers, he's kind of, you know, like you hear some of the experts saying he's kind of trending down now, not down like he's bad. So don't, don't think I'm saying that, but maybe he's past his prime. I don't know. He's still at a, you know, he's still not old, so he could still put up good numbers, but I think this locks him up five years. You got him, you got Murray. So you got a good uh, nucleus there going to build there in, in the in Arizona. Um so I, 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 think it's a, I think it's a good deal on both sides. You know, it works out. Because like I said, after five years, he's going to be 33. So who knows how he's going to be at 33 years old. You know, he might be like Fitzgerald. He's going to play until he's 40 or something, you know, or whatever. So I think great move on, on both sides. Yeah. Um, according to what I heard, I think, I think he does not have an agent and he he basically uh, negotiated that deal on his own, which is ridiculous. Uh, kudos to him for being able to do that and keep that percent, that 13% in his pocket, not pay an agent to negotiate his contract. Um, keeping, keeping him around is necessary to tag. You know, you pay him with Murray, like you said, uh, give the kid something solid to, to so a solid wide receiver that you always know where he is and he's all, he could always get open. But there's young wide receivers on that roster that need mentorship, and I think I think that's also a very important part because I think a, I think a couple guys on, on that I can think of on the top of my head that could that have tremendous talent and could be aided by having somebody like um like um Hopkins around. Um, Keenan Allen, man, I mean one of those one of those guys that you don't that everybody knows that he's good, but it but. I don't think people say, know how good he is. He's good. He's dangerous. He's one of those guys that I think if 
you know, and this is not a shot at, at Philip Rivers, but a different quarterback would highlight his, his, what he does, his skill set better. I think a stronger arm quarterback that's a little bit more accurate would be a better fit for him. And you would see how much of a dangerous wide receiver he is. He is, he is a, a handful. I, I mean, you could speak. I'm, I've heard uh, interviews with a ton of different corners um, talking about him and his, his propensity to always get open and his route running skills is um, top notch. He's probably one of the better guys in the league that people really don't talk about. So yeah, I mean it makes it makes way too much sense that to keep him around, um, especially with the kid wide uh, quarterback. Give him a, a shot, man. Give him as much of a shot as you possibly can to to grip this NFL thing with both hands. So uh, I, I I like the contract. I like the signing. I think I think with Keenan Allen, the last three seasons, he he averaged catches at least a hundred. <laughs> 2017, you got 102 catches, 1393 yards. Uh, 2018, 97, 1196. In the course last season, 104, 1199, with an average of, of over 11 yards per catch. That is ridiculous. ridiculous. Yep. To me, that's like it's like we don't talk much about him. So nope. so so, but. You know, like under, like underrated. <laughs> like I'm gonna call this underrated because nobody really speaks on him. But he plays, he plays his game, and he does a hell of a job. Um, so. I was more. I, I have to say, I was more surprised at his extension. Not that, not that I don't think he got enough money or anything. I was just surprised he signed with the uh, the Chargers. You know, the Chargers they have a really good team, but maybe he sees things in the quarterback. I know. Charmin doesn't like uh, the kid, <laughs> so, but maybe yeah, maybe he sees something more in Herbert than than most. I don't know. Um, I didn't think he would sign there, and the Chargers always have attendance issues with fans coming to the game and and all that. But maybe maybe figure see out. that money. Did you uh, see that money? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but you know what? If he has, uh, you know what? If he has a good year, which he probably will, we've seen that he's been pretty consistent. But if he has a good year. He's going to get that money anyway next offseason, but maybe that's the other thing. Maybe he wouldn't because of the salary cap dropping a little bit. Who knows how much it's going to drop and who knows what's going to be next mm-hmm. year. And Maybe because there's so uncertainty coming up that he figured, hey, you know what, let me get my money and I'll, I'll deal with, you know, whatever. I think, we'll, I think we'll never know to the extent of the, all this, all the uncertainty surrounding the NFL in this offseason. I don't think we'll ever get to know exactly how that played a part in a lot of what happened. A lot of these signings, a lot, a lot of these teams doing a lot of these weird stuff, things that they did, and all this money being thrown around. I would, I would bet that, uh, that the uncertainty of the cap next year and the uncertainty surrounded this NFL offseason basically uh, influenced a lot of things. I'm, 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 oh, I'm, I'm, I'm about, I'm, yeah, I'm willing to bet a lot of money on that. Oh, it absolutely did. You know, I, I think this this decision right here, I think you, unless he's really happy being in L.A., you know, if that's really what he is and, hey, you know what, I love living here and I want to stay here for the rest of my career, I could see that, you know. Um, and Chargers, you know, we talk about it. They, they got a really pretty good team over there. The quarterback is probably the only position where you're kind of, you know, uneasy about, but um, – Maybe he's thinking, hey, I'm home. You know, I like I like living here or something. And 
he just wants that 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 kind of uh, stability, you know, and he's happy. That could be it yep. too. It's a combination. That, that could, definitely. Because yeah. you would think he's any wide receiver. Or, uh, how many other? I'm um, start over. It's going to be a deep <laughs> wide receiver free agency class next year. So he's gonna he's gonna get paid because he was gonna come in probably as the best receiver available. I think he's better than Juju. So yes. Juju's probably happy now. He's like, hey, these guys are getting twenty million a year, so I'm going to cash in next year. Someone's going to, yeah. you know, only him. if only if he performs, yes, to the extent that he did a couple of years ago. Because right. if he returns to the thirteen hundred or fourteen hundred yard Juju Smith Schuster that we remember playing in oh, the yeah. slot, then yeah, he will get paid. But if he just, you know, you know, have a pedestrian year where he's like nine something or like a thousand for a few touchdowns. It's not gonna. It's not gonna help, you know, because um, I think I think he's an extraordinary quarter uh, wide receiver at a a specific position because I don't think he plays well on the outside at all. I think he's a slot receiver. That's just my opinion. Um, I think that's where he thrives. I think that that like I said before, you know, um, I think the way that the um, Steelers drafted, they basically created a situation where they could get guys to play outside so that he could return to his position. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we go cause we got some weird situations. Um, Lions signed Adrian Peterson after Peterson got cut by the Redskins, but Clowney found well, I don't know. Uh, Clowney finally signed with the Titans. Um, but for what we heard, the Saints <laughs> tried to do a trade <laughs> that the NFL uh kind of said no. <laughs> It was basically so, like a sign and trade, like in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, sign and trade with the Browns, basically, right. and it was a no. It was a no. So, so Chris, like, why, why? <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, where, where the hell did that come from? So why, why, why did the Saints didn't didn't sign them? What is they over? Was they over the cap? Yeah, they had cap issues. That's why they wanted to do this sign and trade. It's something with um, if Cleveland signs them, then they get the bulk of the um, the signing bonus or something like that. Uh, it's something to do with that, um, you know, like the dead cap and all that stuff and blah 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 blah. So it was more a financial thing because they're right at the t- right at the the top of the salary cap. So I don't think they could they could have actually technically signed them on their own at least for the money that he wanted. So I think they were just trying to get creative and do that NBA type uh, sign and trade deal. And it just didn't work out, but um, you know, I'm happy for him. He got, he got a deal. I mean, he turned down a lot of money early on. Supposedly he turned down uh, 15 million a season. I forgot who was offering him, but uh, you know, but Tennessee got him and that's, that's great. You know, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's definitely great at the, on the edge. I mean, you know, we talk about not looking exactly at numbers. Yeah. He only had a handful of sacks last year, but, he was in on a lot of plays, disrupting the plays. So he's better than what his numbers show, that's for sure. So he's definitely going to make an impact for Tennessee. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. If, if anything, that's what Clowney is. Clowney is an impact player. And um, if you need, a, if you need a, an edge rusher that could bend, bend the edge and stuff like that, that's not what he does best. But you you have him sugaring gaps. You have him going up against a guard where he's so athletic and strong enough that he could beat the guard, have the guard stand in like, you know, 
completely whiffing on, on blocks and stuff like that. That's him. That's what he does. You know, he's a, a chess piece, basically, in my opinion. That's what he is as a defensive end. Um, as a um, as an outside linebacker, and and you could just move him around. I think I think that gives uh, I think that kind of strengthens uh, uh, the Titans' um, the defense up front. I think they would they they let uh, Casey Hampton go. I think I think having him come in that would probably help a lot in what they could do. So I, I like I like the I like that signing for them um, definitely. So what about the uh, the Detroit Lions and Adrian Peterson? Oh yeah, um, what do you, what bad. do you think you see see from uh, Adrian Peterson with that team? Adrian Peterson is still one of the better running backs to do it. You know, I think I think I think we I know he's 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 been around the block uh, and stuff like that. But um, the thing about this guy is that he's pretty consistent. If you give him the blocking, even when he was. Um, in Washington uh, last year, even when that that offensive line wasn't the best and he was injured and he only played a few snaps, almost every time you give him the ball, he ran the same way. Where, you know, running hard, physical as hell, you know, got you, got you three point something yards a carry, even at his at, at his age. I think I think the attitude is what he brings. I think I, um, I think I've made this this comment over and over again when it comes to the Lions. The Lions have no attitude when it comes to the run game. They need a change of attitude. And, I, and probably he inserts that for them. He gives them that, 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 that missing link when it comes to running the ball. You know, um, um, I, I, uh, a couple of episodes ago, we spoke about the, the issues at guard, which we still don't know uh, with Detroit, what's the deal there. Um, I mean, I mean, we know who's gonna start. We just don't know if they're gonna how they're gonna produce. But definitely, I like the signing for Detroit. Yeah, it definitely gives them depth at the running back because they they drafted Swift too, who I yes. think is gonna be really good there. Um, and they have uh, who they have left over from last year, who wasn't. Uh, they they drafted the kid from last year. Um, they had the Bo Scarborough guy, and I think he's on IR. And uh, Carry on uh, Johnson, Carry on Johnson, right? Carry so on Johnson was yeah, yeah. So they're pretty deep at running back now. So they, you know, I, I don't think Peterson's going to get you know the bulk of the carries. Um, you know, I think it's going to be Johnson and Swift getting most of the carries. But I, I think it makes sense to bring in a guy like that anyway. You know, for Def number one and number two, just for you know a veteran running back. This guy's they, everybody knows who Adrian Peterson is. Everybody knows he's been around for, you know, the last 15 years or whatever it is. And he's been in his prime. He was the best running back in the league without a doubt. Yes. I mean, this guy's yes, a future sir. Hall of Famer. So it's these young guys could look up to him and stuff. So I, I think in that sense, it makes sense. Um, I just don't see him being the number one guy there. You know, oh, I mean, no, he's not. No, yeah. not at all. I mean, if he gets five to 10 carries a game, that'll be more than I, I would, you know, that's probably about it. So, um, but Swift is going to be, you know, he's going to get a lot of carries, Johnson. So, uh, but, yeah, no, I, I think it's a good move. Why not? Yep. They don't got no other choice, so anything is good for them. <laughs> 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 That's just my opinion. But uh, before before we get into our uh, predictions for week one, um, basically uh, for what I'm just – for what I'm reading right now, um, out of over 8,000 – Players and uh, like personnel, the staff, 
Um, only one NFL player tested positive for the COVID nineteen. Nice. That that so Great. so thank God they're keeping the testing going. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I just definitely. wanted to say That's that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. Good, yeah, hope so it stays that way, <laughs> you know. Right, yes, so we want it to stay that way. So keep the testing going, and and hopefully they'll they'll stay out of trouble as well. Uh, let's go. Let's go into our uh, predictions. The first game: uh, Texas at KC on Thursday, Thursday night football. Uh, I, I gotta go KC. I, I don't think Texans are beating Kansas City, so definitely KC for me. Yeah, me too. Uh, um, KC riding high off of the Super Bowl win, coming in, raising the banner. Yeah, definitely um, KC. Definitely going with KC. Um, I won't be surprised by second quarter. It's either 21-0 or 28-0. It's a blowout. So much just better. watch out and uh, look out for and, and look out for Mahomes. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Mahomes on the fantasy football. Uh, so Sunday. Uh, Sunday, first game, Seahawks at, at uh, Atlanta. Um, I'm, uh, this should be a good game. Uh, I'm going to go Seattle. Uh, I just Atlanta's going to be good. I'm not saying they're bad or anything, but I just like Seattle. I'm going to do something that you guys are going to surprise be surprised. I'm going to pick Atlanta in this game against my boy. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm going to pick Seattle to win this game. Um, so I guess I'll do the opposite of what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Bears the Bears against the Lions. Uh, I'm going to go Detroit. I don't know why, but I'm just going to go with Detroit. Because <laughs> I don't trust Chicago whatsoever with Trubisky as the quarterback. So I'm going to go Detroit. We're in we're in football pick season, so I'm going the Bears. Okay, I'm going I'm going with Detroit. I don't think Trubisky's <laughs> going to get his shit together. <laughs> I'm going with the Lions. Um, I think I think Stafford. I think Stafford going to do good this this week. Um, so I'm definitely going with the Lions. Uh oh, good good game right here. We got the Packers Packers against the Vikings. Uh, I'm going to go Minnesota. I, I like Minnesota a lot. I don't like Green Bay that much this year. So I'm going to go Minnesota. Agreed. I, I go with Minnesota too. Uh, this is tough for me. Uh, as much as I love Aaron Rodgers, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Minnesota. Lord Jesus. I'm going with Minnesota to win the game. Uh, I just got sick. Um, <laughs> next game, yeah. Dolph- Dolphins against the Patriots. <laughs> I'm going to go Patriots. Patriots are going to be much better than some people are giving them, but I like New England. Definitely. Do you happen – do you mean by some people you mean shaman? This this is what – yeah, you're taking a yeah. shot at me, right? Exactly. I don't like the Patriots, but I think they're going to be good this year. <laughs> uh, if you guys remember the last team the Patriots lost to was the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, but that's when the Patriots had that old quarterback. They have a new quarterback now. Right. That's <laughs> what it is. Okay. I'm, I'm sticking with the Dolphins on this one. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. a hell of a pick. Um, I'm going to go with the Patriots. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm going to go with the Patriots. I'm out on the, the ledge and I'm loving it. 
Hey, I'm going with the Patriots. And, uh, Cam Newton will have a good, will have a great first game. Um, look out, watch out for Cam. Um, Eagles, Eagles versus Washington football team. I, I got Eagles. Yeah, I gotta go Philly. Yeah, Eagles, Eagles by a long shot. Uh, oh, the uh, the Las Vegas. Why well, I keep saying Oakland? The Las Vegas Raiders versus the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Raiders. Yeah, I'm gonna go Las Vegas too, just because Carolina's first game together with the new coach, new system, and all that. So I'm gonna go Vegas. Eesh. I don't. I don't believe in Carr. I'm gonna go with Carolina, and Christian McCaffrey has a great, a fantastic game. This is this is the game that's going to be him and Josh Jacobs. They both might get 100 yards. Uh, so so next game, Colts. Oh man, we wow wow. I gotta say his name. Uh, the Colts versus Jaguars. Colts. You think we have Colts. to say anything? But yeah, Colts. Yeah, that's why I said I ain't want to say the team name, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is gonna be a good one. Browns and Ravens. I'm gonna go Ravens. You know, until the, gonna- the Browns show me more. You know, I'm gonna go Ravens. I think this is gonna be a closer game than we think, but yeah, Ravens. The last time the Browns actually played the Ravens in Baltimore, Nick Chubb had over, I think, 150 rushing yards. I think. Wow. I'm actually gonna pick. I'm actually gonna pick He's the Browns boy. to win this one. Oh, I'm actually right. gonna pick the Browns. Ooh-wee. All right. I'm, I'm gonna gamble. I'm gonna gamble because of Nick Chubb. Um, Chargers versus Bengals. Uh, I, I I guess the Chargers. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. You, you ain't got no choice but yeah, the Chargers. I'm going with the Chargers. <laughs> I'm going with the Chargers. We ain't got no other choice but to pick. Oh my goodness gracious! Uh, <laughs> game game of the week. Uh, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Woo. I think early on Tampa Bay might start off a little slow just because of you know. A lot of new players, not a lot, but Brady there and Gronkowski. And now you got Fournette. But I- I'm going to go New Orleans. But this is going to be different the next time around. But I'm going to go New Orleans. Mm. Yeah, I'm going New Orleans, too. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Saints. Uh, I'm not going gamb- to take too much of a gamble. Um, them guys got to – Brady got to gel with them guys. But it's going to be a high-scoring game. I-, I believe so. Um, Cardinals against the 49ers. Uh, I'm going to go San Fran. Yeah, Cardinals. San Fran for me too. Cardinals are coming, but not yet. I'm, going, I'm actually going to pick Arizona in this one. I'll, I'll, I'll pick I'll pick another upset. Uh, Arizona, uh, Fitzgerald and Hopkins. I don't think you can stop both of them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Arizona. It's a tough, tough game, though. Um, Sunday night football, we got Cowboys against the Rams. I'm going Dallas. Yeah, me too, Dallas. I'm definitely going with Dallas, and uh, please look out for Ezekiel Elliott or Dak Prescott in this game because one of them is going to go off. And Monday Night Football, we got the Steelers versus the Giants. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. You have to, you have to go to Pittsburgh. Um, and last last game, the Titans versus the Broncos. Uh, That's the Titans game. Yeah, I think so. Eesh, that's gonna be a tough. That's gonna be a tough. Uh, you know what? Game. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the. I'll, I'll take Denver. I'm gonna try. That's my upset. Okay, okay, okay. There you go. I'm going. I'm going with the Titans, and maybe Derrick Derrick Henry will have a big game. Um, 
Yeah. But other than that, um, is but all right. Let's be since we got a little bit more time. Let's let's do uh let's do our hall of, hall of fame um wide receivers. If if there was uh if the season was stopped, which wide receivers you think would would make the hall of fame? Right now, uh, let's see. I don't know. Oh, Fitzgerald, no doubt. Yes. Fitzgerald, definitely. is this including tight ends or just receivers? Just receivers, because the tight ends, I think that's their own. Well, if you want to make the tight ends, let's do tight ends, too. Let's do both. Well, if it's tight ends, too, then Witten's going in, without a doubt. Um, Julio Jones is a possibility. Um, he's had a nice career, you know, nine years already. So, he's – I think he's done enough. Um not a B. Uh, what's another tight end? Um, the other guys are just Gronkowski. Uh, I think ah. he's done enough. I think he's done enough. I mean, he's got all the Super Bowl rings, and you know what? When during his time, he was, if not the best tight end, he was the second best tight end in the league. When you know during his time, but now obviously the next generation. Now you got Ertz and um, Kelsey will probably go in for sure if he quit now. I think he's done enough. Ertz is still – Ertz and uh, Kittle are both, you know, three, four, five years in. So they still got to do a little bit more to get into the Hall of Fame. But they're definitely trending in that direction for sure. Yeah, no, I got – I got – I got – I think we spoke about, uh, like you said, Fitzgerald definitely, I think. Um, Julio definitely, and I think, and I think those guys that we just spoke about, uh, both uh, Hopkins and um, kid from Cal, um, from the Chargers, um, I think, I think those guys are guys that um, that are on a trajectory where I think, I think they're just, you know, they're unless something really tragic happens, I think they're going to end up being in the Hall of Fame no matter what. So, um, uh, definitely, that those are the guys I'm thinking Another about. Another guy I would have thought of too, but I think he's been hurt a little bit too much. Is Greg Olson? I think if he was healthy all those years, you know, and he missed a bunch of games, I think he could have been in the discussion for a tight end. But yeah, definitely, he had, he had one of those games. I think what's the what's the Vikings tight end name again? Um, Kyle Rudolph. Rudolph. Rudolph is one of those guys that we don't talk about a lot, but because he doesn't have the athleticism. Right, and he and like you oh, said, he had. I think he had injuries too. That's yeah, he's not, I, think he's, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, put him he. Though. He was. He was consistent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Border, borderline, I guess you can say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but the uh, conversation about wide receiver is, is around around the guys we mentioned, definitely. I think. I think. I think one. I don't know. Like, like if he if he didn't have this attitude problem or he didn't have that stuff off the field, uh, I guess off the field trouble, would you think Antonio Brown would have made it? Oh yeah. No doubt. I think you don't playing? so 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 the numbers say that if he just stayed being being a disciplined guy and stuff like that, he played another another four or five years at Definitely. the rate he was going, yes. Yes, he would, he think would about make it. Right it's now, too much got, of a dangerous wide receiver. Yeah. Think about it right now. If he doesn't play another game, he's got 841 catches, 
and 11,263 yards and 75 touchdowns. Hmm. And add it's another – not bad. Yeah. So that's pretty good, <laughs> you know, like for a guy that's played nine years or ten years, yes. whatever it is. So, um, yeah, if he played another three, four years, at, even at close to that level, obviously maybe not that level, but close to that level, I think he would have went in. But there's so hmm. much baggage now and yeah. at least half this year probably the whole year, you know, the way it's going, but, you know, that's, that's it. Right. Yep. Hey, before we go, we got to hear, we got to hear our Super Bowl predictions. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go out with a limb. Oh, give me the, wait, wait, before you do, give me the championship games too, if you can. Uh, championship games, I have. Oh my God, this is tough. Um, I got the. I actually, I actually, uh, I got the. I got the Vikings against the Saints, and I have, and I have, the Chiefs versus the uh, the Ravens, and then I have the Saints going against the Chiefs, and I have the Saints winning the Super Bowl and Drew Brees retire after the season. Oh wow! All right, that's a nice. That's that's a pretty nice story. Um. I, I, I think the championship game is the Steelers against the the um against the Chiefs and the AFC side and I, I totally agree with you. Uh it's like you stole my my what I was thinking. Um I, I think that's I think this is the Vikings time to to shine. I don't know if they'll make the Super Bowl, but definitely gonna make the NFC championship game and uh definitely against the Saints with the Saints going again and and in my opinion against the Chiefs. But I think the Chiefs win again, unfortunately. And even then, Breeze still retires just without another Super Bowl. All right. I went in a totally different direction. Not totally different, but a little different. Me and Charmin are okay with our AFC. Only I got Pittsburgh beating the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. Woo! Yeah. I really like – I don't know. I'm, 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 all my chips are in on, uh, on Roethlisberger this year, so – I think he's going to stay healthy and have a good year. Um, and then NFC, I, I hated to do this, but the more I looked at it, the more I was like, I got to do it. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm picking Tampa Bay. boys? Yeah. Really? I yeah, I'm going Tampa Bay over – I'm just – I love San Fran's defense and the way they run the ball and Garoppolo. He's got to just be a little bit better than he was last year. But I'm still going to go Tampa Bay over San Fran. And then the Super Bowl, I'm going to go Pittsburgh over Tampa Bay. That was a totally okay. way different round yeah. than the number two. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Trust me. I, I, just think, I just think this year is just not for Breeze. Next year, yes. But this year, he got to get, you know, you know, the guys got to get used to each other and, you know, gel a little bit. And that's that will take a little bit of time. But I feel as, as, they progress. They they gonna they gonna get hot, man. They're gonna get hot, but this got, is not the season. I, you obviously not. All right. I think you guys answered my question already. But do you think any of the uh, the effects of what Breeze did before with the whole I'm not gonna kneel, I'm gonna kneel, and all that stuff? Do you think that's gonna affect the team at all going forward? No. 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 I, not no. at all. It's, all. it's business now. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, it's all business. Stuff it's championship yeah. business. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because I was thinking about that. I was like, I think it, it might 
it might linger for some reason. But uh, I think I think it already lingered the the first when it first happened, and after conversations and so forth, and they might have forgave, they might have they're forgiven, but they'll never forget forget. So right. gotcha. I got like, okay, we'll forgive you for the for the season because <laughs> the championship, but we'll leave you alone after the season. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. We're very excited for the season to start. Um, that's it for our podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast. Every week we do this for y'all, and we're definitely going to be here for the next 17 weeks plus playoffs. So get ready. <laughs> so yep. until next time, we're taking flight. Take flight. Take flight. Take flight.